I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Mitchell Posada on the line, and he's the founder over at Enreach Venture Studio. Mitch, welcome to the show. Thank you, Adam. Pleasure to be here. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at Enreach Venture Studio, but before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. So how did you get started in business and in your career? Sure. Well, after I graduated from Michigan State, I went to work at Hewlett Packard in Colorado. Then a few years later, I found myself in my second year MBA at UC Berkeley, um, fortuitously working part-time at a SoftBank-funded startup back when there was the winner-takes-all, can't-grow-fast-enough was our mandate. There, I got a first taste at how to actually concurrently do business development, product management, and product marketing. I then proceeded to do a lot more of all those things, mostly working with startups or or for them uh, across numerous functions, like stage, business models, and sectors. About a decade in in, in Silicon Valley, and, and then uh, a little over ten years in Chicago. Fast forward several years after doing um, uh, some of the some of the early stage consulting that I was doing, I did a fellowship, a VC fellowship, um, and soon after that, uh, I was uh, back to advising, uh, but now with more of a product and investor lens. Mm. And so, Mitch, what I love about your background, I mean, based on, I mean, you've done plenty of different angles of the startup world. So some people are really specialized and they've only done one part of it. So maybe they've only done the sales, maybe they've only done the product development. You've come to it from many different angles. Um, So I'll be interested to hear um, your take on this. So there's some, obviously, some younger entrepreneurs, maybe they're just getting started with their first business or maybe the first one didn't go so well, right? And And they're on their second. Um, that being said, what kind of advice would you give to that young entrepreneur that's really just getting started with their first um, with their first venture? Yeah, I, well, I I run into a lot of first you know first time founders at at all ages, by the way. And what I what there's there's two things that come to mind um, that 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 either turn me on or turn me off. What turns me on is um, uh, anyone who's who's has passion around a certain problem that they either experience or see other folks experience, and they're just sort of determined that above else. Uh, like how they go about addressing the problem is almost secondary, um, and I like that in part because what your first idea is probably not going to work out is generally why I suggest that. And then the thing that I don't typically find super attractive is especially knowing that you're going to have to pivot and move around. If, if, if I'm more anxious than you are with, with get up and go to try to go validate your hypothesis, then I take that sort of as a sign, like you're going to have to, uh, uh, you don't have a lot of luxury of time when you're doing these efforts um, to, to not have a, a very sort of aggressive mindset and learning mindset to go do it. So, 
I take that usually instead of a signal. It's like it, 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 entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart, and you really have to have a go-getter, go-getter mindset. E- even if you come at it with a bunch of stuff already figured out, you got to be able to roll with the punches. And so, those are two things that I would say. That's awesome, and I like to say it's painful, and you got to be able to take that pain. So <laughs> that's my way go. of saying it, bitch. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I love your take on it. Um, um, that being said, um, let's switch it up a little bit. I want to get more into what you're doing over at Enreach Venture Studio. So first, tell me a little bit more about the company, please. Uh, yeah, well, it all started when I was uh, a new advising role at a pre-product company, DigiBuild, uh, which had an audacious goal of bringing trust at scale to an industry that sorely lacked it, the construction industry. And they were doing it by leveraging blockchain, coming up with a better workflow engine. But very quickly, I found myself, again, having this clunky experience as an advisor because it was difficult to know how best to align what I could deliver with what was needed to get it done in a manner that also made sense at, in an advisor relationship. So I took all those patterns from my past and applied it to basically productizing advising to make it a win-win around investor relations, product success, and sales momentum. Those are typically the three things that I run into from a, from a founder pain point perspective. And then trying to deliver those in small teams in three, six, and nine-month increments. So what, based on your vantage point, I mean, because you're working with a lot of different companies, um, are there any kind of trends in your industry, or in, I should say in your realm of investing, um, that you care to comment on for the type of founders you work with? Oh, sure. Yeah, I typically work with early stage up to, you know, seed to post-series A, but I'll, I'll give you two there because there's a lot of trends happening in the entrepreneur side, raising capital as well as, you know, how companies are getting the product market fit. Um, so I'll give you one of each. Um, right now I'm seeing a big differentiator when you're going out fundraising is if you can demonstrate uh, things that uh, what I say equate to sales left uh, or a path to customers that is less competitive because you somehow figured out a channel or a method that's being overlooked and so you can just bypass a lot of competition because you're just thinking about the who is your target and how are you selling to them in a very different way so you're able to get a lot of traction. And sales leverage often comes from like partners and you're leveraging someone else's brand or someone else's channel um, to go get to market. Um, that is in uh, non-traditional means, meaning you're not up doing Google or Facebook mm-hmm. or having to go to those choke points, if you will, that are are often very, 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 very expensive. So folks who can demonstrate that, uh, that they have some level of sales leverage or like they bypass even meeting it because they just have a much cleaner way of getting to a market that's potentially overlooked. Um, so in some sense, because you're maybe selling to an unsexier segment or you're doing it in a different way. Um, and so there's a lot of companies that do a good job of that. And then on the investor side, a lot is happening around traditional rounds are now getting, you know, moved, um, you know, to earlier stage. So there's, so there's more being raised at seed and series A part because there's way more pre-seed investors. Um, and pre-seed is basically recognized uh, to, to early founders in this category. Like the series A is now about a three-and-a-half-year journey. Um, so that used to not be the case. Seed is now, and then on the funding amount, seed is now now much bigger. It's like two and four million. Basically, everything got bumped up, and so what used to be those are now 
these, these earlier stages, these precede these precede rounds. And so what's what's important about that is you, you I, I see a lot of folks asking me for connections to investors, and they're asking for investors that are one stage ahead. Uh, even though a lot of them say they're very early stage, a lot of anyone who says they do or might invest in an earlier stage round is mostly because they're doing it. They don't want to miss out. It's more opportunistically. So try to find out where they're really trying to focus on, and then they're the earlier stage uh, investors uh, are are becoming a little bit easier to find, um, uh, and that's where you probably need to be spending more of your time. I mean, it's okay to date the later stage ones, like get them aware, like even just to get a sense of like who should I not even bother talking to because I just confirmed they're really not doing that, or there's no dry powder. They don't even have come back to them in two years when they have when they're raising their third mm-hmm. fund, et cetera, because it's hard to know who actually has the money and who's willing to invest, and then also in your space, maybe they've already done a couple deals in the sector that you're getting. So, yeah, the, 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 the investor landscape has definitely changed a ton, um, generally for the better. There's actually more capital uh, chasing, um, but surprisingly enough, it still hasn't solved the problem of getting it. <laughs> um, so those are two things I would say, sales leverage yeah, and, 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 and a difference in the earlier stage investors. And I totally the, – the difference in earlier stage investors, I haven't had anybody put it quite the way you said that, but as as you're saying it, I'm thinking to myself, you know, it, the landscape you're, – you're, I mean, you're 100% spot on. The landscape has changed so much. Um, I, I can remember, I don't know, five years and definitely 10 years ago to think about those earlier stage investors weren't really as institutionalized as they are in, in terms of shops. You had to kind of um, – and they didn't put that out as much in my – at least in my network that they were looking for those earlier stage um, uh, investing opportunities. It was more of a networking. Now people are actually, um, you know, advertising that, which I, 10 years ago, I don't, I don't remember that happening. Maybe it was not, not where I was at. So um, that being said, you're right. It's completely changed. And, and, uh, and, and I agree with you. It hasn't made, it hasn't made getting the funding that much easier, but it's out there. <laughs> um, Correct. So, There's a great resource on that specifically that pair VC, pair.vc. They've just published called the new seed landscape. I highly recommend it for people. Uh, their website is pair.vc. And I think the link is the new seed landscape. Great quick overview of kind of how much of that dynamics of the early stage investor has changed. Super easy and it's super easy to read because they made it a nice pretty presentation for that. Oh, that's awesome. Um, great stuff there. Well, thank you for that. Um, so, Mitch, if somebody's listening to this and they want more information on InReach Venture Studios or to, um, to connect, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, yeah, the best way to connect with us is n-reach venture studio it's a little tricky um just because we didn't have the the domain wasn't available but it's so it's n-reach just of just of the word uh you would think it'd be venture studio uh and then you can reach me at mitch at nreachventurestudio.com that's awesome uh, well, hey, Mitch, really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about your background and all the great work you're doing over at Enreach Venture Studio. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review on iTunes, on um, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And Mitch, thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you.